Children of all ages, I am your boy Stevie Jobber. And I'm your boy Dangerous Duke Duncan. And this is the Dangerous Jobbers Podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. We are you know back. It. It's good back to be again. back. Good to be back. Alright, uh, this is our uh, official draft coverage episode. Yeah, basically, we're just gonna go through some of the stuff that happened on the draft, just what we liked, what we didn't like. Who should have went where? Who actually moved mm-hmm. somewhere? And uh, just, you know, we're going to touch lightly on other news, AEW, New Japan, stuff like that. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You want to start with the wrestler of the pod? Definitely. I got you. So the wrestler of the pod, I'm taking a little bit of a different approach with this one because I was deciding who, who I should give this spot to, and I went with a Ring of Honor veteran. Veteran? The man himself. Cheeseburger. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is his name. Cheeseburger. That Cheeseburger. Man, he's been a Ring of Honor talent for the last 10 years. He hasn't, like, had any major championship wins or anything, but to be in Ring of Honor for 10 years consistently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's in and of itself a great accomplishment. He's their head trainer. He runs his own wrestling school as well, Worldwide Wrestling Dojo. Mm. And he's just great comic relief in the world of wrestling. Which is hard to find. Yeah, we did see him um, last time when we went to ROH. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, I think it was, what was it, like a six-man tag match or something like that? That's what I think it was. Yeah, but definitely a great in-ring talent. Definitely, you know, a great trainer because he's trained a lot of people. So, if you ain't familiar with Cheeseburger, definitely go check you out that Cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now we're going to kick things off. Um... We're going to kick it off with something a little different, too. Something we normally don't kick the show off with. Some New Japan news. And I'm going to let you take the reins on that one because you were the one who actually informed me on this news. Yeah, finding it out recently. Um, you know, some changes in New Japan happen very gracefully. Everything's a story arc, usually. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, everything comes in time. They're really, really good about long-term storytelling whether it's um in a span of six months in a span of a year or in the case of um okada versus uh tana not tanahashi um okada versus uh oh yeah yeah okada versus tanahashi where it took like years and years of Mm -hmm. um fighting each other the g1 then the g1 or um at their version of WrestleMania. Oh, um, Wrestle Kingdom. At Wrestle Kingdom. Because um, I think they fought two or three times at Wrestle Kingdom before yeah. Okada was officially the guy. Yeah, yeah. But in the case of Okada, just recent news, um, his second in command, Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. the aerial assassin, is recently turned on him in the G1 Classic. Oh, get the hell out of here. Um, he used... I believe the help of uh, B. Presley Ooh. and um, somebody else, but he he like officially turned on Okada in the series. So That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing milestone. Normally, um, in the case of the faces, um, there's a there's a graceful turn, or there's you know there's yeah yeah there's- some sort of overarching thing but this was really sudden to me I don't know if anybody else saw this coming that's crazy but, that's crazy to even think about Will Ospreay is definitely one of the greatest wrestlers around right now absolutely absolutely and um, I didn't think it would happen this soon I mean Osprey's been at the top of his game for since Ricochet got signed to NXT yeah. really because they mm-hmm. were on the same uh they were on the same wave for a minute there, so yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a crazy thing to think about, but if anybody, if there's any promotion in the world that I trust with storytelling and doing something like this, 
it's got to be New Japan. More, more than WWE, more than AEW, TNA, mm-hmm. and like you can throw any promotion in there. I feel like New Japan is definitely the best promotion as far as storytelling goes. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where this goes because I like Osprey. Okada's definitely been a cornerstone of New Japan for the last few years. Absolutely. So this could actually potentially be one of their uh, better, probably biggest feuds that they've had in a while. I think so. I think it has the potential to. The way that they take stories in and out of the ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Injuries carrying the storylines. Um, you know, different people, different relationships, different factions. Yeah, because um, usually the storylines that have people turning, they do them really well. You mm-hmm. you look at um, you look at Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, the Golden Lovers, when they turned on each other. Yeah. When Finn Balor turned on Apollo Fifty Five, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Taguchi, I think his name was. Uh, I feel like you're right. Uh, like yeah, when he when he started Bullet Club, he turned on his Apollo 55 partner, and and then Kenny turned on his partner too. So I feel like anytime somebody turns on somebody, they make it into a great story anyway. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely gonna mm-hmm. be something something to watch. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they do it, and um, just in case you guys aren't. Um, up on the legitimacy of their storytelling. If you if you can find any doc on YouTube mm-hmm. from New Japan, you don't have to you know spend the ten dollars for the app or whatever. Yeah, you can find certain documentaries on YouTube of just the story of certain people, certain alliances, and it's it's very detailed. It's in match. It's outside. It's interviews. It's they they say, they go the long way. Yeah, I, w- I was gonna say I definitely recommend if you want to go see some of their storytelling in New Japan, I recommend the history of Bullet Club because that mm. is probably one of the best like stories or documentaries that you can find on YouTube, and they break it down into five step parts. by step. Yeah, they literally break down the the Prince Devitt version, the AJ uh the AJ era, the Kenny Omega era, the uh, Jay White era. They break them down and. They let you know everything about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, it's it's uh, it's got to be the Okada Tanahashi stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Just because uh, the way they carried um, Tanahashi's arm the entire arc of the story, yeah. it was a story about um, Okada becoming the ace, but it was also a story about um, when it was time for the old guy to hand over the crown. Mm-hmm. And the way that they did it, every match was something different. Every match was, um, a, at the same time, was a constant injury that you were just wondering when it was going to give out. They did a really good job of carrying it out. New Japan is really good with storylines, way better than WWE. So <laughs> if you got some free time on your hands, definitely go check out one of those docs. Definitely. It's, it's well worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, but I'm excited to see where they go with this. Yeah, so um, so now we're going to move on. We're going to jump into AEW. And I want to know your thoughts on the Orange Cassidy and Cody match coming to coming to a draw. Um, so I'm kind of caught in between two feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't believe Orange Cassidy is ever going to be a world champion. Oh, yeah, and I, don't I, think so either. I sort of feel like if there's any... If there's any time to put a title on Orange Cassidy, now would be the time. Mm-hmm. At the height of his whole thing, like you know, like um, yeah, coming off the heels of a Jericho feud, you can't really get much higher without a title. Okay. So I felt like he should have beat Cody. Yeah. I felt like Cody only retained the title because. It was the 30th anniversary, so it was like kind of like a mini pay-per-view. You know how like Raw does like their super special episode that is totally bullshit, but Mm -hmm. they need you to get hype about it, so they call it something crazy. Mm -hmm. This 30th was one of those in a way, but it was actually a very, like it it was a valid reason to have it, Jericho's 30th year. Yeah. Um, so I thought because they were handling it like not just a tribute night, but kind of a pay-per-view, 
that the that Cody wanted back because of that. Yeah. And they probably wanted Cody to hold it going into their year anniversary episode. Okay. But I felt like on the year anniversary episode, they should have had Orange Cassidy win. Now, it's not totally lost on me that it was a draw, so it doesn't depreciate Orange Cassidy. But at the same time, I feel like they should have just changed it. Like, I feel like they should have just put it on him. I think, I don't really, I don't like the fact that they do draws. Like, I really, mm. for me, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm an old school, like, fan, but... Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of, like, the draws. Like, if you go to a 60-minute Iron Man match and you got to have a draw, I, I was never a fan of that. Or if you have a 20-minute time limit match and you have a draw, I hate that. I don't understand the purpose of having a draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only time, I think in recent memory, that there was a draw that I actually liked was um, uh, it was... Balor and uh, Adam Cole, I believe. The Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, the Fatal 4-Way uh, Iron Man match. And that's just because it was a new match. Yeah. You've never yeah. seen a Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match before. Ever, yeah. So for that to come out to a draw, you know what? Okay. That I am I can live with. But having a 20-minute match for a title and then a draw, I thought was stupid. Well, let's let's talk about it because I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was a dumb decision there. Mm-hmm. But... I feel AEW is handling certain things better than I've ever seen it handled before. Like the consideration of throwing in the towel. I feel like not. I feel like throwing like there's certain wrestling tropes that are like very 90s. Yeah. Throwing in the towel, going to a draw. Okay. Um, you know the ref calling it when the guy's in the arm isn't moving anymore. Or, yeah. Um, what's another thing that they do? But but I you know what I feel like they handle those things a little better than other companies. Yeah. Did, but this did case, you... I would I would totally agree with you. They didn't need the draw. I would have just made a decision or had a sudden death. But that's the thing too. You, 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 it would have. There's no point in having draws if you're only gonna go to sudden deaths. Mm-hmm. So you can you can only pull that out so many times without having a draw be a draw. I was gonna say, did you you talked about throwing in the towel? Did you see that uh, WWE started doing that too? WWE is bringing back a lot of crap. AEW is making. Good I was gonna say, I again. wonder, I wonder who they're copying off of right now. Yeah, you you know what though. Um, I watched a video on this. I can't remember who I watched the video from. Um, because if I did, I would shout them out. But more than likely, it was probably... Um, it was probably... Never mind. Never mind. I, I can't think of the name right now. He's going to go on a wander again. Yeah, so uh, I'm not. I can't think of the name of them, but they made a very good point that AEW's main, really, really good advantage over WWE, um, with all their classic stuff, mm-hmm. is the record keeping. Okay. With the win loss records for singles and tag teams. Yeah, overall. yeah, that that's pretty cool. I I like that they do because. That. It adds legitimacy to everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, that I can... And they, I can and they pointed out that for most people, they don't lose a lot. Like, everyone in there is legitimate. Mm-hmm. And if they are losing all the time, it's like part of their gimmick. Yeah, okay. Like, they're, like they're, meant, to, they're meant to be the jobber, pretty much. Right. So maybe the draw doesn't look good now. But... If we look down the line, maybe it'll, maybe it'll, mean maybe something. that, yeah, exactly. Okay. Maybe when, maybe Cassidy can go on some kind of run where, um, he's winning all the time. He hasn't lost since yeah. such and such, and he goes back and beats that guy. Okay, and he wants Cody, and the only black mark on his record is that draw. Okay, well, I guess if you can build it up down the line to something, then maybe we'll see. 
That's what I think. I but think I do. I, when you pointed out about the record keeping, okay, that does kind of change my perspective a little bit on it. But for the most part, I'm still yeah, and, and, and I agree with you. But I, I I think I trust endings of matches more. Okay, with Tony Khan and AEW than I do anywhere else. Very true. Very true. Except for maybe Japan, but you know. Except for maybe Japan, yeah. They they take draws pretty seriously. Yeah, but I do agree with what you're saying there. That I can, that I can agree with. Um, so the next segment I want to talk about is I don't know why the hell this is happening, but Chris Jericho is just proving time and time again that that man is money. Like he could be sixty, he he's gonna be Ric Flair. He could be eighty years seriously. old, and it's and it's still gonna be gold. Seriously, his mind is amazing. So if you guys didn't watch AEW. Him and uh, MJF got into a squabble, and they had an argument, and MJF was challenged by Chris Jericho to a steak dinner. (laughs) How the hell this makes TV, I don't know. How this is even funnier, I don't even know. So, again, my favorite heel... Um, is just pull, he he never ceases to amaze me. You know what's funny? MJF never ceases to amaze you. Jerick, I like Jericho is for me is MJF for you. Mm-hmm. I I believe that is. I I really don't understand accurate. it. It's like something that shouldn't be on TV. Something yes. that shouldn't be funny is fucking funny. It's hilarious. Like I watched it and I'm like. No, let me let me but go back the, and watch the it again. bits. The bits every week though have been hilarious. Like one week he comes to them, like the first week they revisit this mm-hmm. at the start of this thing. He comes to them with Wardlow. They're all celebrating in the back, the whole inner circle. MJF comes through and is like, for no reason at all, mm-hmm. I just want to come and kiss your ass and give everyone in the group coats. <laughs> So he just has inner circle jackets for no fucking reason. Like, just giving them to everyone. He's infiltrating. He's, he's trying to infiltrate. Right. And Jericho's like, I appreciate the coats, but like... What are you doing? Why are you here? He's like, so he was like, you know what? A long time ago, I asked you this question. And I feel like it's relevant to ask you again. Do you want to be in the inner circle? And MJF replies... Well, you know, way back when we did this, you know, we had this whole talk. And I'll say to you now, what I said then is, do you want me to be in the inner circle? <laughs> and then they just get in this, like, screaming. It's like, no, no. Do you want me in the inner circle? Yeah, I, I think. No, no. Do you want to be in the inner Like, it's I think just, the people that are in the inner circle it's right so now fucking are, are basically like the children in a divorce. But their parents aren't <laughs> divorced. Like, MJF, it's like they're fighting to get together. Yeah, it's so yeah. stupid. And, like, and everybody in the inner circle is going to start getting gifts from everyone. But here's the thing. I think this comes with um I think this comes with repercussions. I think for MJF to join the inner circle if that's where this is leading Jericho. because that seems like this is obviously where it's leading. I I've, I saw a photo on Instagram recently of everyone posing in their jackets. Mm-hmm. When they did this segment, MJF somehow forgot Sammy Guevara's jacket. Oh, so they would have to kick Sammy out of the group? That's where I think this is headed because I saw the Instagram photo where they're all posing in their jackets. And Sammy's the Sammy Guevara one. finally got his jacket and it's nowhere near his fucking size. And he looks... <laughs> he like looks, a dress on him. He looks so sad, dude. Is, and everyone is it, is it, else is like too is big like, or is it too small? I, I, it's it's way too fucking big. It's uh-huh. like they bought that jacket for the big show. Oh my god! So and it's, it's on small ass Sammy Guevara. So they basically got Sammy Guevara wearing a sleeping bag. His head's down and he's just depressed. It looks like he's got a blanket <laughs> over him. Exactly. Yeah, so I think nice jackets and give Sammy the damn sleeping I bag. I think his slight of Sammy Guevara is like a hint that he wants to be 
the young bull. He wants to be Jericho's young bull. But. Which in turn would mean Sammy Guevara has to go. So that would mean Sammy Guevara has to turn face. I do not want to see a face Sammy Guevara, mainly just because I do not like Sammy Guevara. I don't want to see his, <laughs> You know what? I would I would cast him out there as um, just a spoiled fucking brat. Like, I was going to say, I mean, it, it's, it's do sad him for like, me to say that to the Spanish God, but I'm not a fan of Sammy Guevara. Do him like, uh, like Randy when you first got kicked out of Evolution. He wasn't necessarily a good guy. Yeah. Just because he got kicked out by okay. the bad guys. Yeah. He was just a bad guy on his own that mm. didn't like anybody. Yeah. That's what I would do with Sammy Guevara. Plus, it'll probably get Sammy Guevara a little more over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen it work before, so why not just recreate it? That's what I think That's what I think should happen at the end of this. I think they decide um, collectively, okay, you can come in. Mm-hmm. But five people is a little too much. Yeah. So no somebody people. has to go. Is yeah. it five people? Yeah, yeah it's they're, five. they're at five. Yeah. So there was like five people is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, six is a crowd. And it we got to get rid of somebody. Is he still with Wardlow? Yeah. So if Wardlow, Wardlow would have to come in with him, so that would make it. That seven. is true. That is true. So what if you kick out a? What if you keep Guevara? Kick out the other two. Who, Hager? No, not Hager. Uh, the other Spanish guys. Oh, hell no. <laughs> He's like, hell no. Hell no. I'm, hey, I'm not saying they should. There is it. no way they're getting rid of I'm LAX. Not, I am not saying they should, but what if they did that? No. You would not approve of it? I wouldn't approve of it. Right, here's so here's we, why I wouldn't approve of it. We kick out Sammy and Hager? Here's why I wouldn't approve of it. Because there's already like um, a rough, tough Spanish faction mm-hmm. with two white guys. So unless... Unless LAX is getting kicked out to join Eddie Kingston in the Lucha Bros, I don't care for them being on their own. Because then they're just going to be another really good tag team. And we don't need another one of those. Plus, Jericho is already an honorary Hispanic. So exactly. He Would can't. he get drafted back to the Canadians then? No, no. no doesn't make any sense. No, he, he's on Team Puerto Rico right now. So, we got to keep LAX. <laughs> All right. So, so we got we to gotta kick out Guevara. Dang, we, we got to kick out Guevara. And then I feel like kicking out Wardlow would be even easier if they oh, yeah. decide to kick out Wardlow. Because then we could just look kick at Wardlow to the curb. Yeah, you can look at Hager and then look at Wardlow and be like, you know what? You're fired, Wardlow. We don't really need you. I got I mean, him yeah, now. Yeah, bro. You, you know what I mean? You look at those two and you got to fire one of them. You're firing Hager or you're firing Wardlow. They're basically the same guy. Like, yeah, but I, I would still rather fire. It's a lot easier to fire Wardlow. It's a lot easier. Um, all right, so we, we touched on Eddie Kingston just now. Uh, how did you feel that he attacked Moxley after the match? Um, I like Eddie Kingston more and more every week I see him. He definitely, yeah, I, I would agree. Like, he continues to impress me. From the moment he got here, mm-hmm. he's just gotten better and better and better and better. When he first started, at least through my eyes, when he first started getting big, he wasn't talking. Mm-hmm. Then they let him start talking, and it's like, oh, oh my damn, God. you can actually listen to this dude. Yeah. He talks, you want to listen. Yeah. Might not you might not like what he's saying, but you want to listen. And I feel like everything he's done from this point on is it's getting better and better and better. And sooner or later, they're gonna have to put a title. They gotta put it. That's that's the thing for me here, because we have a major dilemma if you don't put a title on him. Yeah, because he's literally on a rocket. He, re, he he's reminds on a rocket me ship right now in AEW. The guy talks like Taz in ECW. Mm-hmm. Just no filter, no wrestling etiquette. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna talk to you like I saw you on the street. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna I, beat you up like I saw you on the street. I think that's why I like him because he looks like his character or his let me not say character because that's the WWE thing. His persona is something that you actually see, like it's mm-hmm. something you've seen walking around, you know, going to the going to the poppy store or something like that. You've right. seen people like that. It's like you've met this guy before. Yeah, so it, it just makes it seem more real at the end of the day. So. And I think Moxley was the perfect person to have him truly feud with because oh, yeah. they're from the same... They, like like you said, they're cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. It's just Dean is the one that made it. Yeah. But now with Eddie and Eddie's crew behind him and the way Eddie talks on the mic and... 
it just seems like they're having this story where it's like, I love you, like you were my son, mm-hmm. but you sold out, and now I want everything you got. Yeah. I think this feud's going to be great. I honestly feel this is a time where Kingston can get a title. I feel like they have to. Yeah, because I, 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 I think this is going to be the moment uh, where Moxley loses the title because he's had it for a little while now. He's he had it for a while. Had it, had a good run with it. Um, but I think this is where Kingston's going to get it, and it's going to be crazy because this will be the first— Kingston wasn't a world champion anywhere else, right? Um, I would have to look it up, but like, I don't Like any so. other— like ma- Not major promotion. Okay, no. so this will be the first time AEW has had a world mm-hmm. champion that isn't a world champion— Somewhere before. Somewhere in a you know established promotion before. Mm-hmm. Like, CZ, he could be a CZW world champion. That's one thing, but— yeah, everyone's been as far CZW as like, you know, champion. New Japan, Ring of Honor, shit like that. Right, he hasn't been a world champion. Right, so I think this is going to be pretty cool. They actually I, they molded something great here. I feel like if they don't, they've ruined like a really great storyline. Yeah, they because did. how many weeks are you going to have Eddie Kingston come out and kill it on the mic, and then beat the hell out of Moxley? Yeah, they've ruined. How a many lot. weeks are you going to do that and not put a belt on him? They're going to ruin a lot. If of you hard have him work lose. You you just like tanked one of your biggest guys. Like, for real, like you just did all that hard work for nothing. At the end of the day, you, exactly. You built the star and then you you shitted on him pretty much. Exactly. And we don't need that. You got something good right now, so. And and you know, to some people, he's making a really good point. Like he comes out there, like I'm like one of the one of the interviews he came out there he, on you know on his bag like before the people that were in the last segment actually left mm-hmm. just walks in the ring don't take your eye off me camera to him looking right at you <laughs> it was like moxley i love that yo i love the way he just talks to the camera guy like fucking stay on me like you specifically <laughs> all right roger point the camera this way let's go don't cut my fucking mic off <laughs> and it goes Stand like in the back do not touch my mic and he's like, yo, um, I he was like, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. I love you. Uh, we came from the same place, but here's the thing. You went off and became an entertainer. You wanted to entertain people. Well, I was out here getting it. Mm-hmm. So now I want what you got because I deserve it because and you he, left us. He could cut a promo against anybody like, in, and the, it's like, in the building. Like He could cut a promo on Britney and catering and mm-hmm. it would still be amazing. And it's crazy because like, you kind of like, if you didn't know anything about him, mm-hmm. I feel like you would hear him talk like that and hear the points he makes and it's like, you got a fucking point. Like, <laughs> this sounds like somebody I'll talk to at You the did leave story. him. You did leave him. Uh-huh. Y'all were down there at the same place and you, yeah. you went to greener pastures and shit. Yeah, I, wanna, I mean, he kind of deserves it. Like, you know what I mean? I, I like, yeah, I want to see this. This is definitely, this definitely has my attention. You're kind of with the guy, and mm-hmm. I want, I want him to get that belt, man. Even, even if he doesn't hold it very long, mm-hmm. give him like three to six. Yeah, give him something good. Just to it. prove his point, you know what I mean? Yeah, then he can be FTW champion for like mm-hmm. a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't wait, that's a still a thing. Yeah, he defended the he defended the FTW title against a. Uh, Will Power, Will Hobbs. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So I do believe eventually they can make that a hardcore title. Okay, that'll that'll be a good thing for them. Um, all right, so we're going to jump into WWW. Oh, excuse me. WWW. Yeah, www.wwe.com. <laughs> excuse me, I'm tired, and when I just start saying all the W's, it's getting to a long point. But um, we're going to start with WWE and... Some breaking news. Mm. Some breaking news. The return of Lars Sullivan. Yeah, broke my fucking heart, that news. Oh, I, that, that's how excited I was. cricket noise. Yeah, that, that's how excited <laughs> I was. I didn't, uh, I wasn't really too thrilled for that breaking news. Um, and then he, he made it. Could have been anybody else. Yeah, literally anyone else. He made his return and. As soon as he makes his return, Lars is in even more trouble. <laughs> the hurricane would have got a bigger pop. Like, yeah, Jamie Noble would have got a bigger pop. I'd have snapped for Jamie Noble <laughs> for real. I'd have been jumping on my seat. <laughs> News and some and some. A star is returning to the WWE, <laughs> and it is the Brian Kendrick. 
yo, lost my mind. His music like, just hits. I lost, I lost my mind. <laughs> no, but I didn't. I, Lane Storm could have came back. I'd have been ooh, fucking ecstatic. Let's bring out S.A. Rios, everybody. <laughs> Savio Vega for the win. No, but I was not. I, I heard his music hit, and I didn't recognize it. I was like. I didn't either. I was like, what the hell was that? Like, did The Fiend get a new song? Right, I thought it was a call up. And then I, I like, seen and then I seen Lars walk out and I'm like, oh, crap. of all the fucking people. Th- is this really what we want in the damn COVID era? Steve? Why did Vince decide that Hashtag this is the guy COVID he wanted era. to give a second chance to? You won't call up the dream, but <laughs> fucking Lars Sullivan. Oh, don't get mad, man. They're I'm, both I'm, controversial, but at least one of them is good. I would like, have, I would have rather seen Casey Cat and Zaro come up to the main roster than Lars Sullivan. And there's no knock on Casey. I love Yo. Casey, but she needs to just stay in NXT for a while. Uh, but Yo. yeah, I could I could not care less that they brought y'all could have recalled up Tyler Breeze. Like yeah, bring up bring us uh, Breezango. Anybody else? But Anybody else? That was that was just a bad thing for me. And Anybody then, else? And then on top of that, he gets drafted to SmackDown, and now we got to deal with him. On yeah, Man. now we got to deal with him on the better show. But um, I hope Roman just kills him one week and they never use him again. Please, can Nia just start putting him through the table? Facts. No, but we're gonna talk about uh, some of the people that got drafted. Uh, First things first, what were your thoughts on it? Was it a successful draft? Was it a failed draft? You know what's crazy? I saw some people like, this is the best draft in years. It's been the only draft in years, guys. We've only had shakeups. Yeah. Um, and I felt like this draft ruined everything the draft is supposed to be about. I, uh, I feel the same exact way. Raw literally got all the main eventers. And we got Seth. Yeah, SmackDown got Seth. They kept Roman. And that I was it. Got anybody else. That was it. Like, they, they really didn't. And here's anyone. the thing. Like, they did this draft all wrong. Like, they told us who was available before the draft. Mm-hmm. Which kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, because you can kind of figure who's going to go first, who's going to go second. You want to forget you want to think everyone's available, first of all, mm-hmm. because then you never know who's going to get picked. Yeah. If they tell you everyone available, mm-hmm. you know who's going to get picked. Yeah. Then you're never surprised about the name because you saw the list of names they're choosing from. Yeah. That's why I, I, whenever they announce that there's a draft and then they announce the list of who's available night one and who's available night two, I try not to look at it. Just so I can at least have some type of part of surprise. part of enjoying the draft is being surprised, surprised at exactly. who they call. And I will say there is something that surprised me and it kind of pissed me off a little bit. Not a single person from NXT got called up, but except that's a- Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But that's not even NXT. She was main roster. Got sent down to NXT yeah. to help with the ratings, and then brought back up. And here's the thing too, like. One, you're not supposed to know who's available. Mm-hmm. Two, by telling us us that who's available, one, we know who's going to get drafted. Yeah. Two, we know there's no call-ups. Mm-hmm. We know there's nobody new. We know there's nobody special. Lars Sullivan is not an important person. Yeah. So don't try and fight for Lars Sullivan like, oh, he was a special edition. No. We don't special don't. edition, my ass. He's the DLC you don't download. For real. Like, like nobody fucking wanted Lars Sullivan around. And if you did... Something I, I, is wrong I, I with question you. the type of wrestling fan that you are if you actually were genuinely excited to see Lars Sullivan back on TV. Listen, if they don't if they don't like you in NXT, you just not over. Yeah, like that's I, where it is. That's why I say me and uh, I literally just talked with our our good friend JLH about this, and we because he said Vince there were some certain things that Vince likes to do that the fans don't like, mm-hmm. and. I said it to JLH. I was like, Vince has been off his fucking rocker as of late, and it's been annoying. Yeah. Like, Hunter has been trying to drag stuff up and actually work with what Vince wants, even though what Vince wants is crap. I, I totally believe my uh, father's theory, who's been watching wrestling since the very beginning, that Vince had, just has a thing about destroying anything Triple H has made successful. Yes, like, literally, the... the Triple H brought back the Cruiserweight titles. 
at first we loved it like we it was amazing and then we seen the title we were like all right the title looks like a damn fruit roll up but they were still having good quality matches with absolutely it. every night and they were out doing the guys what did Vince want to do to kill the division let's put Enzo Amore as the cruiserweight champion mm-hmm. when you have guys like the Brian Kendrick you have Noam Dar you have Tony Nice. You had Austin Aries. And you had Neville on the greatest run of his fucking exactly. life. Like Neville, another one. Austin Aries. Holding it down. Like you had Gulak. You had these top. You had a guys. serious general manager in Drake Maverick yeah. before you made him a goddamn joke. Yeah, like you could have actually done something with this and It was you, the best kept secret for you, a minute you, and you now it's bet on it. Like, yeah, it's, it's terrible. That's Vince's thing. He he just like shitting the bed on a lot of things. He he likes he likes to take everyone that Triple H is made good. Mm-hmm. He likes to take them, fix, fix with, with quotations, with quotations, fix something about them, and then have that one thing he fixed totally fucking ruin that guy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter who it is, because it can be world class champions that were made for his kind of show, like it, Bobby Roode. Yeah, oh my god, he, it can be world. He, he slaughtered Bobby Roode. And you can tell he picks and chooses because there's guys that are all cut from the same cloth, mm-hmm. but there are only two guys that are successful from that cloth. Yes. Joe and AJ are the only credible people from TNA and, that and have technically made it. I wouldn't even... Well, yeah, Joe made it, but Joe, they, Joe's fucking relegated. And Joe was, Joe was only supposed to be here to, as an enhancement yeah. for NXT in the beginning. And then he became, you know, main roster talent and actually started But they doing got something. like they got like four or five guys that were top tier TNA. Yeah, like you killed EY. Killed him. You, you killed him. uh you killed Bobby Roode. James Storm ran for the damn hills when he got the chance. Austin Aries. You you ruined Austin Totally Aries. ruined Austin Aries. Who else there was um Sammy Callahan ran for the Oh yeah. Sammy Callahan Sammy ran Callahan. for the Hills, yeah. yeah. It just doesn't matter. Like, unless he picks you out himself and is like, I really like that guy. Even if he's not really the right guy to pick. Mm-hmm. If Vince likes him, then he's over. Anyone else, he's out to ruin because they came from Triple H. Because that's literally literally everybody that came over from, from that company. Mm-hmm. If Had Vince not touched them. Leave it to Triple H. Let Triple H do it. Let Triple H control it. You have at least three world champions. Absolutely. At, at the least three world champions and then maybe one mid-card champion because mm-hmm. Bobby would have been a world champion yeah Bobby could have been a world champion Andrade would have been a world champion by now who? Andrade no but I'm talking about like just the guys from TNA oh just the guys from TNA yeah, well so, EY definitely yeah so Sanity was all the rage we'll see and I, and I would have said EY I wouldn't have like I was like hit or miss with him being a world champion but he was the guy that was definitely he would have been a, he would have champion. definitely been yeah he would have like, definitely, you definitely had him card. as an intercontinental champion him and his squad could have ran the mid card mm-hmm. Nikki a women's champion Rude um, if you booked him the right way he could have been a world champion mm-hmm. Joe should have been world Joe champion should be now. a fucking world champion I don't how know. he's not I don't like, know how like it, it bothers me Joe should have been the guy to take the title off of Brock hell yeah that that was your perfect. That was your yeah. killer right there. You don't want to. You, you don't want Braun yeah. to do it. Fine. And you know what? Besides Roman, the only definitive guy that they've been like solid on because mm-hmm. they really did wasn't even solid on Seth. Seth practically stole the title from Brock. Yeah. But the guy they had really go over since Roman has was like the original handpicked guy from Vince. Mm-hmm. So like, come on. Yeah, and it's crazy, but so we got that, and then uh, these are the people that actually jumped from SmackDown to Raw. So again, Raw taking all the great talent and leaving mm-hmm. SmackDown with three for two. Shit, I still think it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, they got AJ, Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, Braun Strowman, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Sheamus, Elias, Tucker. Not Tucker and Otis. They got Tucker. The New Day minus Big E. Miz and Morrison. And then, as far as the women go, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, Nikki Cross. So, they literally took the entire mid-card division from SmackDown. And a main eventer. 
two main eventers. Technically three. You took three main eventers on the entire mid-card division off of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So... Counting Bray, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't I don't get it. Why, like, you left them with nothing. You left them with Roman, Seth, and Sasha Banks and Bailey, and said, okay, you four carry the rest of these people. Carry everyone. The women's division on SmackDown has no one. Like, who do they have now? They got Sasha, they got Bailey. Carmella? Natalia? Like, you, you have... And Zelina Vega. You're literally, Who they killed before they really even got her started. Yeah, like, like you're, you're literally leaving them with nothing. So having Zelina right off the bat lose a title match is like... Are you going to have Sasha and Total Bayley, discredit. Like, like, are you going to have Sasha and Bailey feud with the title for the next six months? Basically. You're going to have them feud all the way until... Here's a secret for you guys. Like, here, here's a hidden secret for you guys. If the champ is beating everyone, no one is going to be fucking champ. Like Yeah, so I, that's why I was surprised they didn't bring any anybody up from NXT. You could have at least called up two women. Until, until they pulled the trigger on Bianca Belair. And is Bianca even on SmackDown? Anymore or is she at uh, Raw? No, I think she moved, if I'm not mistaken. Did like did she move with uh the boys? Oh no, yeah, she is on she's on she's on SmackDown. She's on SmackDown. She is on SmackDown. She made SmackDown. Until they pull the trigger on Bianca Belair, no one is getting those fucking belts. Except the two people they're already messing with. God, even the tag team division on SmackDown is shit. You got the Street Profits, you got Cesaro and Nakamura. And Rude and Ziggler. And Ray and Dominic. I mean, Ray and Dominic, okay. I They're guess the you, top contenders. Yeah, you're going gonna to list them as a tag team? You're not really going to put the belts back on Rude and Dolph, are you? No, I, I, I wouldn't. Right? I, I really wouldn't. You wouldn't. SmackDown, and SmackDown has 15 men stars. They got Roman Reigns, uh, Sami Zayn. Star. Seth. Star. Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens. Star. Star. Big E. Gonna be a star. Alistair. Star in the making. Once they book him right. Apollo. Mm. Otis. Vince likes him, so he's a star. Murphy. Eventually he'll be a star. Kalisto. They split him up from <laughs> from the Lucha House Party. So apparently they have big plans for him. Lars. That'll probably tank in like one run and then they'll send him to the Cruiserweight division. Lars. Oh, event actually, you know what? He's in Vince's eyes. He's a star, so he's a Shorty G. God, will they just fire Shorty G? Can they just give him his release? Future Endeavor Shorty G already. I'm so mad at how they've treated Shorty G. I could go, I'm going to stop here because I could go hours on how they have systematically destroyed Chad Gable. They really And the Kurt Angle he was destined to be. And then, so you look at Raw, though. Raw has McIntyre. Star. Lashley. Star. But they're never going to get... We're not going to get into black guys holding world championships. Speaking of black guys holding championships, R-Truth. You don't like R-Truth, I know. But he's comic gold for them. He's a star for Vince. AJ Styles. Star. The Fiend. Hmm. I would say he's a star, but he, he he has to keep reinventing himself to be a star. Randy Orton. Star. Strowman. You don't think Strowman's a star? I think Strowman's a star, but I think I think Vince doesn't believe in him. Uh, uh Keith Lee. Star. Matt Riddle. We'll see. Jeff Hardy, star, but they gotta, they gotta, they gotta do what they gotta do with him. Ricochet, they killed him. <laughs> Look the face, the face. Oh no, he make it the face. Steve make the face. He's heartbroken because I still don't like. Okay, we'll we'll move on. My heart, we'll, like we'll move yo, on. like Seamus. Can I just? Don't be heartbroken. When The Rock says you are the future of wrestling, 
and you were like the jobber of like the last three months and they put a laser at the beginning of your entrance music and you're wrestling on like the shows nobody sees I just don't understand like I just it hurts me personally whoopsies <sighs> alright so we got Elias Seamus Angel Garza Umberto Carrillo Gulak Gulak Tucker mm. He's dead in the water Quit now guy He's probably gonna get cut Quit Tucker Dabakato We'll see We'll see That really was a vehicle Just to build Dabakato It was We'll and, talk about and, it later then, But uh, yeah I think literally the last five people are going to be the people that fight for the 24-7 title. Who? Titus O'Neil. Yep. Akira Tozawa. Riddick Moss. Yep. Who the hell is that? Arturo Rujas? Um, he's... You remember Steve Blackman? Yeah. He's like Steve Blackman. Where the hell was he? Was he in NXT? Underground. Now? Oh, he, he was, was under- in NXT. He was an underground guy. He was in NXT, and then they moved him to underground. Arturo Rujas. I didn't know who he was. Like he's just he's just Steve Blackman. Like, I would have thought literally would- Steve Blackman. I would have thought he was the ref from Raw Underground. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just the guy in black pants with tape hands that does mixed martial arts. He's he's Steve Blackman. Oh my God! Look, see, and they even got all right. So tag teams are the New Day, the Hurt Business, Miz and Morrison. Retribution, Lucha House Party. Their tag teams are factions. <laughs> They're t- aside from the New Day, Miz and Morrison. Let, like, let's not even talk about how Morrison shouldn't even be in a tag team. No, he should be a single star. But, y- you know, whatever. Whatever, man. They're like, in, they have women's tag team titles, and there's only three tag teams on the roster. Just turn the channel already. <laughs> how, do you have the, how do you have women's tag team championships with only... I'm so desperate to see how they're going to make this work. Like, when you started, like, you had six. Now you're down to three. It's Shayna, Naya, Mandy, Dana, and the Riot Squad. I liked it better when they were feuding with themselves. Like, you remember when, like, you could believe in SmackDown to just make stars, and it wouldn't matter when the draft came and Raw took them because you knew SmackDown would just make more. Dude, I, that's I, not happening anymore. This is scary, like, that man. Is, like this, ro- like when you this look whole at these thing rosters, is in the tubes. It, it looks like a clusterfuck. I'm not this even gonna just, lie. This is just everyone's in the shitter. The women's division, shit. Oscar, Charlotte, Naomi, Alexa. Until Naomi joins, um, her business, women's roster shit. Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross. You're never going to give Nikki a chance. Peyton Matter of fact, they keep giving Nikki chances, and they never let her win. She, she's become she's become female McFoley. Oh. She's, she's going to be Mikey Whipwreck if we've ever seen oh one. Oh, my God. Uh, she has so much potential. Peyton Royce and Lana. Trash. You're literally throwing Lana They're not through a fucking a table every week. If Lana was here in 2002... She would have had a belt. Man, if Lana was but here in 2002, she would be Tori Wilson. Damn. <laughs> she is Tori Wilson. She would be... No, matter of fact, I keep on better. She'd be Stacey Keebler. She'd be Stacey Keebler. Like, and that's not She'd a be knock Stacey on Keebler. Lana, but, you know, it's it's, yep. it's just... It's a knock on Lana. That's the era she belongs in. She just doesn't belong here. Yeah, like, it's not a knock on not Lana. To say, not to say doesn't belong here like you're not talented enough to be here. That's not what I mean. But you're what I not mean is, to be here. You're not... You, what I mean is you're not at... You have a lot of... Putting Insta- you on... <laughs> you have a lot of Instagram followers and a lot of TikTok followers. So we're going to leave you on TV. What I mean is counting your level of talent with everyone else's you're probably at the bottom. Very true. <laughs> like, Very true. Like, if... if Because who was rumored to come back? Eva Marie? Oh, God, no. Like, if Eva Marie was to come back? No. Was it Eva Marie? I don't... Who had the red hair? Was it Eva Marie? Yes. Like, if Eva Marie was to come back? No. Lana would be under Eva Marie. Mm. At least Eva Marie trained under Brian Kendrick. Did she, though? 
like Lana trained under Natalia, and it shows because Natalia <laughs> wrestles super boring, Natalia and Lana is super boring. Like, you know, Natalia cannot really wrestle when my sister, who doesn't watch wrestling that much, every time she sees the women wrestle, she says she doesn't like Natalia because either her back hurts her every week. Or her knee hurts her every week. She's really bad at selling. And she, yeah, she said like I was sitting there watching the one day. She wrestles like an eighty-year-old woman with two left feet. Like I, I love you, Natty, but just stop, please. Can we? Trade she should have stopped when Beth stopped. Can we honestly. trade Natalia for? Tyson that was the Kidd? height of her. Can we trade Natalia for Tyson Kidd? Is that a bad thing to say? I would rather have Tyson Kidd. I would rather have Tyson Kidd back because at least then we can actually like Cesaro being in a tag team. Natty, we love you, but I'm just I'm I was oh. done with you wrestling when Beth Phoenix retired. That was another thing. They last well this Friday that just passed, they were talking about like how New Day broke up and everything. Yeah. Is it me or has every tag team title Cesaro has won been against the New Day? Him and Tyson Kidd won the titles. That's a great point. Against the New Day. And he could be. He could him be. And Sheamus won he the could tag be the team kryptonite titles. of the New Day. Yeah, that's what Corey Graves was pointing out. Him and Sheamus won the tag team titles a couple times from the New Day. Him and Nakamura won the tag team titles from the New Day. Mm. Maybe the tag team division of the last, you know, six, seven years has been five people. The new two people of the New Day. Yep. The Usos. And Absolutely. just Cesaro. Cesaro and blank. Damn. Cesaro, Cesaro uh, he's a tag team specialist at yeah. this point. Yeah, he might as well be. I mean, the dude is literally the Swiss Army knife of the tag team division. Nice. Pun intended. That's a great pun. Um. All right, so there was one more thing I wanted to touch on. Actually, no, two more things. Um. Raw Underground is officially no more. And you know what? I'm not that heartbroken about it. I mean, it got better as it went along. Yeah. At least for me. But, I mean, it's one of those things I could have done without. Like, it was nice seeing Shane on TV, not in, like, a manager or GM Mm -hmm. type of role. But, I mean, it was literally, I I feel like it was just there to elevate Dabakato. I think there was nothing. I felt like it could have been um, a good source for the call up of Jessamine Duke and uh, Marina Shafir who were on it for a few. Um, just beating up chicks. Yeah, like you, de- you definitely could have had. Uh, everyone else it could have been. It could have built. Uh, kind of went in the shitter. Yeah. For Dabakato. Who they kind of screwed anyway because they had Braun beat them. Yeah, I, I think that. Uh... I kind of figured Raw Underground was going to go to shit once he got drafted officially to a roster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not heartbroken. They, I feel like Dabakato was just the guy that they were trying to build. I hope Reddick Moss is ready to just... Job. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, he's going to lose. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, he, <laughs> he is going to lose to every damn body. I think the only person that he might have a shot at beating is the people for the 24-7 title. Mm. Sorry, Reddick Moss, man. He is, he is literally. And you went into you went into Raw Underground thinking it's this could change. Yeah, me. this could this could redefine you and all this character work you were doing down there is gonna go right you, to jobbing. Yeah, you, you <laughs> congratulations! You have taken the job of Mojo Raleigh. Con- congratulations! That is what I think of Riddick. Moss. Have fun looking at the ceiling, fam. It's <laughs> a wrap for you. Is, you literally took. Mojo Raleigh's job to yell and lose. You Next had, thing you know, he's gonna get blue lightning bolts on his face like Mojo Raleigh had. Yo, wait, the last time I cared about Reddick Moss was in NXT when he was tag teaming with Tino Sabatelli. Because um, they I, had it's just like two as like two silver spoon babies. Was Tino that was just jacked like a bald headed guy? No, nah, he was like. Um, Italian. He looked like a kid straight out of the Italian mafia. Was that uh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't Mandy's boyfriend, right? I don't think. No, 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 no. no. But um, 
See, that tells you how much I cared about yeah, Reddick yeah, Moss yeah. and but, Tito but Sabatelli. I like, yeah, here's the funny thing, though. I like Tito Sabatelli more than I like Reddick Moss back then. I don't even but know. But Tito Sabatelli's gone, but he's better. Honestly, Reddick Moss is better off following Tito Sabatelli and just being somebody in the stands of AEW. Because that's what Tito Sabatelli's doing. He's just a guy in the stands at AEW now. Whatever. I, don't, I still don't. Like, you're better off doing that. Like, it's more credible. You're gonna you're gonna be Mojo Raleigh in about a month. I think you're Mojo Raleigh right now. You you might be added to the twenty four seven division, and that's a strong might. Like it's very like crazy thing is is that I don't think he even fits into that division. He doesn't. I like the way that division looks. <laughs> For the people that they have in that division right now, it actually works. Titus O'Neil, Drew Gulak, uh, Akira Tozawa, R Truth. Whoever yeah. the hell else wins it here. Reddick Moss ain't being no fucking buddy. Yeah, no, he's he's gonna be the job. That guy's not being Elias. That's and don't even disrespect Elias. You like know, that. yeah, Elias is coming back strong though. I think um, Elias. I think Elias uh, needs to get his memory checked though. I think he still might have a concussion. He <laughs> thinks Jeff was the one that hit him. Oh yeah, still. yeah. Because he came. I was watching that and I was like. My man, are why you still, Jeff? Yeah. I was like, "Are you still in the concussion protocol?" Like, you realize that it wasn't him that hit you with the car. They did a whole angle on this. They found out it was Seamus. Oh yeah. You think we done forgot? Oh shit. All right, but uh, I got one more question for you, and this is a new match. For some reason, WWE's fixated on making new matches. We have a Hell in the Cell, I Quit match. Now I like this. I like it too. Don't get me wrong. It's just weird that you took two matches that are dangerous matches themselves, mm-hmm. and you combine them. Like, what is the, what's the premise here? Well, I see. It. I I, I would have tweaked it, but I like how they did it. I would have did it um, with two alternatives. Mm-hmm. I would have had it be. Hell in a Cell, I quit, but I would have had it as, um, we're going to be in this Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. and instead of pins or uh, uh, submissions or pins, um, I'm going to beat you until you recognize me as your tribal chief. Okay. So- or I quit, mm-hmm. and you can have my title. Mm-hmm. Just to show you that I can beat you within an inch of your life, yeah, and make you tell me what you're supposed to tell me, yeah. I would have had it be an alternative rather than it be both. I quit because mm. I see the angle on the I quit is because um technically Jay never gave up, mm-hmm. and they showed all this heart Jay had in the first match, yeah. So you feel like in an I quit match, Jay might have a shot because he's got so much heart. But I would have had, instead of him quitting, him pronouncing Roman as the tribal chief. Because then Roman actually gets what he wanted. You know what I mean? I think what's going to happen is they're going to mimic what happened with The Rock and Mick Foley. Where uh, Foley never said I quit. Oh, you think they're going to do the voice box shit? I think they're going to do the voice box thing. I think... Within the next couple Smackdowns or something, you're going to hear Jay Uso say, Uso, you'll never hear me tell you I quit. You'll never hear me say the words I quit. Mm-hmm. And they're going to just have the uh, I quit. Oh, my God. And they're going to just have I, a blast oh on a microphone God, of yeah. Jay Uso saying I quit. And then they're going to go through that again. And that's the how the promos The Rock could cut in WrestleMania season mm-hmm. if that's what they go with. I honestly feel like that's what they're gonna do. I think that's how they're gonna do it. It's uh, that's how they'll extend this to a third match. Roman still wins the third match. Maybe Jimmy comes back. Mm. Jimmy gets the shot, and he's just decimating his cousins, mm. and that leads to down the line, Brock <laughs> fighting him at Mania. That's what I feel like. Because that there was a if there was a way to extend this feud, that would be a good way to do it. Do the I, I feel like. I really need an angle where he destroys Jay and Tamina comes out there. I would say... And, like, rips them off of each other or something? I would say destroy Jay. 
destroy Jimmy, have one of the other Samoan people come back. And I will say maybe, let's just do Rikishi. Easy one. Mm, easy. Him and The Rock had a uh, time together. Uh, you know, and he's their dad. So, have Rikishi try to talk some sense into him. He whips Rikishi's ass. Yep. Whips his son's ass. Oh my God, Roman against Rikishi and the Usos? You know, it don't, it don't even got to be a three-on-one. It could just be Rikishi coming out to talk to him. Mm. And that happens. And then he just beats up Rikishi. Rock makes his return. And, th- and then we just pick it up from there. All right, so do you think... He should come back as The Rock or Dwayne. Um, I would say uh, I would say Rock, just because that's how he wrestled. Uh, that's how he built his uh his legacy in the WWE. I mean, granted, if he did come back as Dwayne, it wouldn't be terrible because most people still know he's Dwayne. Mm-hmm. I think everybody at this point knows he's Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Um. But now that I'm thinking about it, to make it like a personal thing, make it like a family thing, he he can come back and say he's Dwayne, and it would still be fine. Mm-hmm. Just because of like this being a you know tribal chief, a family thing. Like no, this isn't this isn't The Rock coming to fight Roman Reigns. This is Dwayne coming to kick Joe's ass. Mm. And he, he I think can, you know what I think. Um, I think that should be night one. That, what that match itself should be night one? No, no, no. I think um, he should come as Dwayne night one. Oh, oh, okay. And try to like just talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then I think by the end of the show, realize all right, we're not getting anywhere. So here comes clearly Rock. you believe everything that you're saying in mm-hmm. your head. So if this is what you want, if you want, if you want big time, if you want, you want to be the big dog. All right, fine. I'm gonna give you the rock. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how you do with that. You got the tribal chief versus the people's champ at, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah, let's see if you're really everything that you say you are then. That's Since actually, you don't want to talk about family. That actually is not a bad name. The tribal chief. That's how you can build a match. The tribal chief versus the people's champ. Mm, that that could actually good, be said. Yeah. The most electrifying man versus the big dog. I'm with that. That, that could actually be pretty good. See, why are we not writing? Why are we not writing? We should be the on the. We should be on the writing. Hire team. us, Vince. We do great booking, man. For real, man. And I care about the mid card. I care about the jobbers. I can make them mean something and still job. Exactly, and I can hire make, me, man. And, and I can and I can make high flyers do some crazy shit. <laughs> and if they don't want to do it, I'll jump in the ring and do it myself. <laughs> nah, but I think that pretty much wraps up everything here. Uh, you got anybody you want to shout out? Um. You know what? Just to get back to it last week, I want to shout out. Um, I want to shout out again. Good cop, bad cop podcast. Okay. Um, if you guys, you know, if you guys are listening to this, if you like other wrestling podcasts, if you're interested in checking them out, um, we've been doing some real good connections on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast, man. Go check them out. Go follow them. You know, just. Just you know, building Check connections. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Oh, work. and um, uh, you know, some of these are a lot of the pods we do are you know their weekly pods, their weekly updates. Yep. Um, but the fantasy pods, the PWI pods, the pods you can go back and listen to that aren't just an update for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, still go check them out, man. If you got yeah, the time. Definitely. Those are the ones you can continuously go back to. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're go de- check those. They're out, definitely man. worth checking out because we had a lot of fun doing some of those. Mm-hmm. I know we had a blast doing the uh, the fantasy draft one. Mm-hmm. We got a couple more that we have in the tuck that we'll wind up releasing at a later date. So yeah, and we'll we'll put out some sound bites if you guys are wondering, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on with them. And we got a PWI women's coming eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just put out the women's one hundred. Um, last week, so yeah, we're, we're getting into some, that soon too. We'll definitely have some fun with that. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and take over my shout outs now. Um, definitely my first shout out is same group I've been shouting out. They've been nothing but awesome and amazing. Like I say, if you're a fan of football, you like trash talking, you like all the cool stuff like that. Definitely go to Facebook, check out NFL Trash Talk 2020. They got a great staff in there from top to bottom. Lots of cool stuff, merchandise, contests. 
fantasy football gurus, NFL football gurus. A lot of, they got a lot of people in there that know what they're talking about. It's a trash-talking environment, but at the end of the day, it's a fun environment to be a part of, and they all look out for one another. So definitely go check them out on Facebook, NFL Trash Talk 2020. And uh, I'm going to shout out our YouTube guys as well, man. Reckless Pops, The Proper Popper, Stopping Funko with JLH, D the Toy Hunter. They're all awesome, man. We do a wrestling show with them every uh, Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, it's called J&J with Monet. You can definitely check that show out as well because it is definitely a great one to be a part of. All right, I think that wraps it up. Um, tune in this week, next week, every week following for uh, your COVID era podcasters, man. Damn right, and if you ain't know, you better call somebody. Right. Stay uh, dangerous, y'all. Love you.